One, two, three, let's go. You're listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can find us on our Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan with WJMS Media. I am so excited that I have Jabari Zaki here. He's 21 years old from Southside Chicago. Jabari, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm decent. That's good to hear. So Jabari, you are a rapper, a poet, and a writer. That is a lot to take on as a 21-year-old. But before we dive into that, I really want to ask you more questions about your upbringing as an African-American from the South Side of Chicago. Could you tell me more about that? Um, yeah. So basically, you know, I was, uh, uh, my parents are divorced. So, uh, I mean, they were married when I was born, but as far as I know, as far as I can remember, they always been divorced, but, um, uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm always, I was brought up in like two different households basically. Um, okay. and I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool and it was, and due to that, it was, I had to listen to, you know, different types of music, you know, and they would both live different types of lifestyles. Like my mama, you know, I go to church every Sunday. My dad was pretty much a chill day. Uh, and my mom would listen to, like, you know, gospel music uh, and R&B. And my dad was mainly, like, you know, uh, like early 90s jazz rap or, mm-hmm. like, you know, the KRS-1s and stuff like that, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it, as far as I know, you know, it was cool. Uh, I know people that haven't had, you know, had uh had worse circumstances than I have, but um, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just blessed to even still be here, you know, and have a good head on my shoulders because of, you know, my mom and my dad and uh, my grandparents on both sides, and my sisters and stuff. So yeah. Okay, so um, how would you say that Chicago structured you into the individual that you are today? Meaning, like you just told me that you had different types of music that was being presented to you from both sides. Your mom was more so gospel. Your dad was uh, more so chill. So how did Chicago structure you into the individual that you are today? Uh, I think Chicago, it just made me more uh, conscious. And I think uh, that's another part with my dad. and some parts of my mom too, just they, my dad really tried hard to enforce or like just made me think about uh, the people that are, or just the people that have authority in my city, you know, like the police and I, I you know, it's the inner city, it's the urban city. So people are going to have certain stereotypes because of where I'm from. Um, and so he always just trying to ingrain in me like that I have to work two times as hard. You know, and I think that's how it is for almost every black person for real. But mm-hmm. um, I think is unique within Chicago because you see it head on. Like I'm from the South side. So everything is like a, um, it's like segregated for real. Like even though it's like a, a blue state with technically a democratic, you know, state or because of Chicago, but this is how the, the whole city is set up. It's basically just real life different communities. And cause you, you have like the Hispanics on this part, you know, the white people on this part, you know, the mm-hmm. Asian community on um, this part, you know, the black community on this part. And, you know, I, I noticed like with other cities of our travel, you know, everything just kind of seems more of a melting pot. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much the same for Chicago, too. But I just think that because I haven't even been outside of my own, I guess, community or part of the city until I, you know, until like eighth grade or until I started going to high school. And I think that was just a cultural shock to see. Even like the air is different. You know, the air that you breathe 
is different mm-hmm. depending on which type of which part of the city that you're from. So Okay. So now you told me about things that could be challenging in Chicago. What are some positive insights of Chicago? Because whenever people hear Chicago, especially Southside Chicago, a lot of people like to turn their heads or turn their noses up and already have this programmed feeling or opinion about the Southside of Chicago. But what, what are some positive things that have come from Chicago? Well, from an artistic standpoint, I feel like the artistic community is pretty cool here. Um, it can be intimidating at first, but if you start to realize it's who you are as individual and you start to find some type of you know confidence within yourself i feel like it's easier to you know get around and network with people from artistic standpoint um and just the creative community in general just outside of music and also the food like i go somewhere else like i don't know where where you from or where you know i'm just saying the the food in chicago particularly on the south side i say everywhere for real it's it's pretty on point you know i think we um I haven't put in a ranking system yet, but I think we top tier just like how, you know, our foods and stuff. You know, we got deep bitch pizza, you know, we got heroes and stuff like that too. So, I mean, I don't know. I go to St. Louis. I even heard LA wasn't even that crazy for it with the food. But, uh, but yeah, Chicago is really, it's really nice. But, uh, yeah, when, when you look outside all the segregation, the hate crimes, and I think the, the community aspect is pretty nice here in Chicago, depending on where you at. And I feel like I just always, whenever I'm on the South Side, specifically like Hyde Park, Bronzeville, mm-hmm. I always, you know, get that warmth in my in my heart and my soul because I always feel like, you know, we, we even memorialize it with the DuSable Museum and stuff like that too, but it's a sense of community and I, something that I just really appreciate. And uh, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I even make music because um, it's always apparent to me. So I feel like it's something I can never forget. It's literally within my, you know, my own consciousness, like within my soul. Uh, so yeah, I mean, well, that's really good. And and the thing about upbringings is that some, when you're younger, you may look at it as, oh, my goodness, why am I going through this? Why are these things happening? Why didn't I have this? Why didn't I have that? But the older you get, you start to realize I didn't understand then, but I understand now why those things occurred to me, because it makes me the person that I am today. And you mentioned that you didn't know where I was from. I'm from Alabama and, you know, people have their stereotypes with Alabama. Um but, you know, back to Chicago, I have heard the food is pretty good and I am I definitely want to come one day. So <laughs> I'll take you up on that offer on some food for sure. I've never been to Alabama before, but I, uh, I'm sure the, the food is also cool over there. You know, I, you know my great grandma was from Alabama. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I would like to go over there one day to see uh, you know, how it is. OK, well, it's definitely a different ball game from Chicago. We're pretty slow paced. <laughs> but um, now in your bio, you mentioned that you have been to events or you've had the opportunity to perform in these events that were in Chicago. Um, it was the kid. Is it Kid Palooza? Right. Yeah. Kid Palooza. It's basically like a kid session within Lollapalooza. So. OK. Yeah. And tell me about that one, because that um, one was in 2019. Right. So that was actually one of my first performances. Yeah, I guess in general, uh, because it was with this program called with After School Matters. Um, and within After School Matters, it was another program called Collaboration. And basically, it just helped me even start writing or creating music in general. So, yeah, it's basically a program where it's just like inviting teams and stuff. And they give us like stipend checks and like around $200, you know, biweekly. And just to create, just to talk about, you know, the things that we're talking about right now, for real, like uh, segregation within Chicago, like this real things that's going on, just write about it, talk about it, you know, create plays and stuff about it, too. So that very same program, because I've been in it since my sophomore year in high school, I think 2019, 
I was going to my senior year of high school. So I guess they just knew me mm-hmm. and they really like really messed with what I was doing uh, creatively. So they just put me a part of that, uh, the Kidapalooza. And that's pretty good because when you have a fan base already, that kind of brings people to want to support you even more. So that's pretty good that you already kind of had a fan base then. I think that's pretty cool. I'm interested to know about the DIY showcase at, is it the Connect Gallery? Right, right. So that's why I also wanted to say, uh, outside being a writer and like a, uh, just like a recording artist, uh, I also curate events around Chicago and I try to give other artists that are around the same level as me the same opportunities to find, you know, performance opportunities, just to have like exposures to different platforms and stuff, just give people a voice. And uh, yeah, so DIY, I basically curated that event to not only give my community an opportunity, but give myself an opportunity to spread my voice. Um, so I hosted an open mic and I performed towards the end of that. And I also uh, showcased two other artists that I knew. Andreas, he's actually the drummer in my band. He's also a producer. And okay. my uh, Jay Steezy from the West and South Side of Chicago. And he just, you know, he raps. And I actually met him from uh, doing some uh, rapping in uh, this other organization from Young Chicago Authors. So, so yeah, it's a different organization. I just meet people at, and we become cool after that. And then that just caused me to you know, put them on because I just feel like, you know, everybody needs to spread their voice. So. Okay. And lastly, just one more event that you mentioned, what was Grammy U? And that was this year. Right. So Grammy U is like a student ran or like a, a part of the Grammys that uh, have like college students that are focused in music business, similar to me. So like curate events and stuff like that too. Uh, and just learn more about like the, the business around you know the grammy so just music in general i'm not a part of that organization but somebody in that organization had reached out to me to see if they you know if i could perform at uh what's it called the uncommon ground and that's mm-hmm. on the north side of chicago um yeah i just you know it was cool and I also i guess i got into contact with them because i was a part of their um curated playlist that they have on spotify and um i think i just sent one of my songs into them just randomly and um they messed with it and i guess since and they have different like uh, chapters because uh, Grammy is like a nationwide thing. Um, okay. So, so they have like uh, different chapters in like LA, New York, Dallas, Nashville, Chicago. So, oh, so I this is that. pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that Chicago chapter basically just reached out to me because they, they knew I was, uh, I guess, they, yeah, they like pretty much with the, you know, uh, collaboration thing with Kid Blues. They just like what I was talking about. So um, they put me a part of that uh, show. And actually it was cool because I just did a show yesterday at the book club, uh, that's also no shot Chicago. But um, one of those artists that performed with me at the Grammy U show also helped me. You know, uh, I ended up doing a show with them because of that. So it's just like those loose connections or just those opportunities. You know, it's, it's like a snowball effect. So it's like you build upon what you do, type of thing. You know, so absolutely, you, you, you definitely build. Right. For sure. Because the more you present yourself, the more people are going to want to know who you are. And the more people know you, the more people are going to talk about you. So that's very important. It sounds like you're on a good start, a good you know role. You've been in the game for a while. So I think you're on to a good start. Now, I am curious to know about your EP that you dropped on July 20th, I'm Decent. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, so that project is basically just a combination of just everything I was going through, through the pandemic, through high school. Uh, I think the oldest song on there is Panic. I think I wrote that in the beginning of 2019. But, um, but yeah, it's, just, it's, my, it's actually my first project I've ever done, for real. So it was just a, I, just had, I feel like this had to get something out there just to 
have people have a body of work to encapsulate, you know, what my train of thought is. So when you know, or just if I'm building a brand as an artist, I want people to understand what that brand is just by listening to that project. So, you know, having a deep rooted connection with my community, specifically on the South side of Chicago, having to deal with a, you know, a segregated city, also trying to, you know, find my faith and, you know, being more involved with my spiritual side, you know, with my family, mm-hmm. um, you know, just love in general. So, yeah, I, I feel like, it, 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 you know, it's crazy. It's a lot of like double entendres, especially on that song, uh, Annie Lee. It just, I feel like that song kind of encapsulates my relationship, what I want to have with my fan base and also just um, just love in general. So it's just, it can be like a love song on the other side. And I feel like the other side just be like an artist who's trying to understand what, you know, what they want with their, you know, fan base or whatever, what what he wants to put out into the world. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very, I feel like it's very niche stylistically, especially with the production that's on there. But, um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. So I feel like that's that's the main thing that I want to get out there, just to put everything on the table to what I can offer artistically. So, um, okay. Um, would you consider this EP to be your creative process? Meaning, um, I know this is the first one, but do you think that this is the way that your creative process will always happen? Meaning, will you utilize things that have happened in your life to create your music? Or is it more so when things come to your mind? Or I'm, I'm curious to know your creative process. I don't really have a process for real. I mean, I, I think it's a bit of both, but it's just whatever happens in that moment. When I listen to J. Cole's For Your Eyes Only, it made me kind of rethink of what I can do creatively. Because that whole album basically is about his life, but it's from the point of view from his friend's life that just, you know, that passed away. So I feel like as a rapper, as a lyricist, as a poet, or just a writer in general, or just an artist, I feel like I have an opportunity to not only tell my voice, but tell voices that have never been heard, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, a dead relative or, you know, a man, somebody that's incarcerated or just somebody who just doesn't know how to say the things that they want to say. So I feel like I can take up that opportunity just to, you know, and I think it's easier to tell my story because I feel like it can relate a lot to a lot of people. I also think it's really cool just to tell stories from another person's perspective. Cause I think that's just, I can probably learn something out of that too. Okay, and everybody's different. Some people, they don't have that creative step. And that brings up my follow-up question. It's a funny question, but it's also a serious question. Have you ever woken up out of your sleep and just immediately started writing things down because you either were dreaming about it or it was just on your mind and you couldn't get it off? Yeah, uh, pretty much all the time. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if it's not in rhyme form, I just tell how to dream I just write down what, you know, what happens if I can't put it into a lyrical form, but, uh, cause I write poems and stuff too. So I feel like that kind of just helps rejuvenate just what I want to talk about. Cause I feel like it's a lot of rappers that rhyme, but mm-hmm. then those rhymes that turn into rhymes and words and words that just rhyme with other words because that rhymes and it's not really just, they're not really saying nothing for real. So yeah, Eminem basically said that like it's the more that you do this, the more that you do like this this rapping stuff is basically it's easy to rhyme, but it's harder to find things to talk about. And I want to be the person that always has something to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I want to be. I want to. I was just thinking about this today. I want to be a rapper's rapper. Like I want to be someone that's. If I can't be number one, if I can't be better than this other person, I've always wanted to be better at. I want to be the best version I can be, and I feel like that can go a long way. You know, that can, and that's yeah. that's very deep. That's very deep. It's always best to try to be 
um, better than what's already made. You know, some people take that as a as an offense because they're like, you know, well, I'm the best or whatever. But I feel like if you are you are grinding to be better than what has already been made. I think that's awesome. That's a good mindset to have, in my opinion, because that means that you're always going to strive and you're always allowing yourself to have room to grow because growth never stops. Growth is always going to happen. It's going to happen forever. It's, it's, it's never going to stop. As long as you have air coming through your lungs, you are going to continue to grow. Um, and I, I stress that a lot to people that I talk to because they believe that, you know, growth stops once you make it to whatever destination or goal that you had in mind. But it continues to go. There's there's never going to be a time where you can't grow. So that's a great mindset to have, especially at 21. Like you're still shocking me, me listening to you talk. You are so mature. You have a good head on your shoulders. That's why I love that you named your EP, I'm Decent, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, are you basically saying that, you know, coming from out of where you came from on South Side of Chicago, you are, uh, you believe that you are a decent individual that came out of Chicago. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but even with that, I, I said it's a lot of double entourages within within that project. But uh, but even with that name in particular, you're right. You can take it from that standpoint. But it's mm-hmm. also like, uh, uh, decent is just a word that is just a part of Chicago lingo. And mm-hmm. a lot of Chicago people say I'm decent or like something is decent. It can mean a plethora of things. It, it can be like, you know, uh, that's spectacular. You know, that's all right. Uh, that was wonderful uh sensational you know what i'm saying but you know decent it's just this is something that i always noticed that you know what chicago people say i feel like that's something i've started to say i feel like when i was in high school so uh, okay it's, it's, it's you know this is uh, like the chicago lingo too but it's also it's just like i feel like that can also come from just like well, how black people express emotion probably try to compact a whole bunch of emotion within two words or just you know a few things so um i feel like that's just a way of like because there's a whole bunch of like personal things I say within that project. So it's just like, I'm decent. It's just that that surface level thing that I guess I would say on a regular day basis. But when you listen to the song, that's actually what I'm trying to say, you know? But yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it can go a whole bunch of different ways too. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you took that out, but no, that's cool. Okay. I learned something new because I didn't know that that was a, a slang that you all used in uh, Chicago. So that's, that's pretty cool. And I, I like that because it, it can definitely go in multiple different ways, but I think that's pretty cool. I love learning about different slangs and lingos that people use. What would you say was the most challenging part of that EP? I, I guess like, because if I had to go back in time, I'd probably drop it later because it was it was a lot of things like, uh, I, I guess the emotional part, just writing, just based off of emotion was kind of hard, but it was also good that I even got that out. I know you asked what my process was earlier, I think the frame of mind that I always return back to when I start writing, you even said this, like, because I'm 21, like, it's like, I always go back to this frame of mind that I just don't know anything. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a cool place to kind of be in because it's a sense of freedom, but you're also just bounded down by what you don't know. And I feel like that can be kind of challenging because even keep the faith and that that just goes back to like well similar things with like any lead like you know because I, I do want to be accepted even though you know I have to go back to this frame of mind like I have to be confident I have to be self-assured about what I want to do but I do want to be you know appreciated at least you know for what my creative decisions and stuff like that uh, even my type of beats I rap over or just what I talk about how I you know my delivery how I approach things it was just my personality you know and things I can't even control because in the day you know I'm gonna be me but 
I think the hardest part was just like, with, are people even going to mess with this? You know, you know, I, yeah. But I'm and glad I even put it out in general, but yeah, I think that was the hardest part. Okay. And it's always scary to drop something new because you don't know if they're going to ride the wave. You don't know if they're going to go with what other people are saying or what the majority are saying. And I must say that sometimes social media can be a great, wonderful thing. And sometimes social media can be something that can, quote unquote, as our generation says, cancel people. Um, So you have to be careful with what you say nowadays. You have to be cautious of the way that you say things. And Sometimes I believe that it can take away the authenticity of music because sometimes your wording can get misconstrued. But how would you say that your upbringing with uh, social media since you've been releasing music, how has that been for you? I mean, I think I think it's been pretty like because you basically kept, you know, you, you said the right thing. Like it's, it's a double edged sword because I go to it. I can really I can find a whole bunch of cool people that can make that make music similar to what I do. It's just music that I like in general, you know, and I can just find a cool niche community through SoundCloud, Instagram, or, you know, just things like that. Uh, or even Spotify, just look, looking through playlists, like, oh, man, this is really cool. I'm going to try to reach out to this person. They live in Chicago, wherever they live, I, know, I can link up with them. We can do something artistically, even though they don't even do music. Like, they just take pictures. You know, I, you can build a whole network off of social media, because that's what it's really for. But um, there's also that other part where it's just, like, people pay for followers. I get mm-hmm. fake DJs that just like or bots that's hitting me up. Hey, what, uh, I'm, I work with Big Pun. I work with J. Cole, Jay-Z. You trying to get signed? Well, how long you been making music for? Let's, you know, and then it leads up to nothing. I, I know it's fake up front, you know, but I'm just, I get it so much. It's like, you know, when is actually somebody going to be real with me about it? You know, uh, you know, because it's almost like, you know, a bit of toying, you know, with me, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but yeah, it's just bots, fake people, you know, people that, you know, and it, it, it can consume you if you're on it too much because you see everything, you know. But, yeah, I just try to have control over it. But, yeah, music-wise, I feel like it's helped me a lot. And I do want to work with it more to try to build my brand and just expose myself more through social media. Because I know there's a lot of artists that don't even do shows, that don't even, like, put out music like that. And they literally have, like, you know, just drop singles, but mm-hmm. because they know how to, market that right and it's basically that's what it is it's like all in the marketing and all about how they present themselves right how much they push their art so um i do want to utilize that a lot more and that's basically what i go to school for too so like yeah i, I want to learn how to just not only learn but actually do it you know what i'm saying i feel like i'm in the right position to even be in that space but yeah it's, okay. it's cool. let's go you mentioned that you want to feel appreciated if you had the opportunity to mention something that you feel like you are not being appreciated for now, what would you say it would be? Or you haven't gotten credit for that you should have gotten credit for, you thought that you probably would get more yeah. publicity for, what would that be? Just my rapping. Like, I feel like I can rap better than a whole bunch of people, you know, but I try to be, you know, really modest about it. I am modest, but recently I've been doing shows with my band. Shout out Andrea, shout out Matthew. Uh, Max just left to go to California. Jaden, JJ. Nathaniel. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been doing shows with you know with my band. I feel like uh that helped me become a better performer, how I interact with the crowd. And I feel like that's also a part of hip hop is just how you uh just do that. But uh oh, just from that aspect, but I do also want to be considered, you know, one of the best lyricists, you know, out of Chicago. And I know that's kinda like counterintuitive to my previous point, just being the best me, but I do want to be recognized for, you know, 
or at least like the my honesty and you know just my bars like because I, I posted something on, on instagram it was like a q a question like you know what were your favorite lines from the project and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i feel like people was appreciating me more for the beast than the actual words that i was saying so i feel like for this next project i do want to be um i do want it to be more you know rap heavy but yeah i mean you know i, I you know and, and also just being from chicago just my upbringing as an artist like it's a whole bunch of cool people in Chicago. The third, Devin, uh, Samira, Truth, Dialect Trey, uh, Yuri, Fable, Zaire. Yeah, it's this is a whole uh, add to Depsy, um, Lupe Fiasco. It's this is a whole. It's like that that nature. Mick Jenkins. It's like a whole bunch of. It's like a no name. It's a whole bunch of dope artists within Chicago, and it's just crazy that because they don't even get appreciated that much as much. You know, as high as like. The J. Coles and Kendrick sometimes, which is I feel like it's it's criminal, but uh, but yeah, it's it's a really cool rap community that I really like, it. and it's actually people that can spit, and that, and it just makes me want to be a better rapper. So I feel like that's something that I want to be on the same basis as like, you know, people that can actually spit, and you know, and I also have like quotables, you know, and you know, like like I said with the double entendres, the metaphors, the storytelling, uh, the flow, the deliver, you know, just things that. Uh, just go back to that 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 real hip hop, but also just bringing in some new you know innovations to you know still making it you know sound you know fresh. But but yeah, I I, I just I, I feel like I'm just not appreciated for like the rapping in general. But and I, and I think that will come because again, you're on the right path in my opinion. I believe so because you're mentioning to me that you are surrounding yourself and you're familiarizing yourself with people that have the same interests as you. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be around people that want to do the same things that you want to do, because that's going to help you grow as well. And again, going back to what I said before, growth is endless. It's going to continue to happen, but also you do have to put effort in as well. And that's what you're doing. So I know that you probably feel discredited now, but I, I honestly believe that with the mindset that you have now, it's going to continue to elevate. I feel like you are going to be like a phoenix. You have no choice but to go up. And I want to say that I'm definitely proud of you, even with the two songs that you sent me. Um, so Black Vineyard, instantly, when the music started playing, I was like, oh, my gosh. One thing about me, I love music that is so busy. And at the beginning, the music is so busy. And I love that. So what was the process with uh, starting the music like that like I said like uh, I, I wanted I want to be different you know I want because the way that I you know approach things is from a avant-garde way or you know uh, you know approach but um but yeah you know I, I feel like that price is going into it that's produced by my friend Alex Rich at least the first half of the beat uh, mm-hmm. the fuzzy part it seemed, he sent me that like around 2021 yeah I, it was it was a summer day I was like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna talk about some, you know, something cool or just some, something that I'm going through. Um, so yeah, I feel like, yeah, that was a cool way to, to get my stuff off. Because sometimes I, I listen to different productions and it doesn't motivate me to even, you know, uh, it, it, you know, I'll write to, I write to, you know, rap to anything, but uh, I feel like the intensity also matters, you know, uh, depending on the, the vibe of the beat or just even how it sounds for real. But, but yeah, the that busyness or that, you know, that jazzy feel, that uh, avant-garde feeling was, mm-hmm. was really cool. I feel like that's, that's it was really fun for me to do. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, still keep it fresh. But, uh, but yeah, that was, right. that was that was cool. 
And I can tell with while um, after, you know, it has that instrumental for a minute. I can tell that you were ready because I feel like that beat gave you that energy that you needed to get started. And I can tell because just hearing your words, I and you and, and if I'm being honest, sometimes with rap, I'll get a little lost within it sometimes. And I will have to go back and be like, OK, what do they mean by this? But listening to yours, it was so clear to understand your meaning. It was clear to understand everything that you wanted to place in that song. I really enjoyed that song. I actually played it more times than I really should admit. <laughs> but as soon as you sent it to me, I was like, this is an amazing song. It's very, very good. Follow up question with that. So with beats versus lyrics, are you more of a, let me write this down first and then find a beat? Or is it, let me listen to a beat and maybe the lyrics will come? Or is it vice versa or is it both? I mean, yeah, it, it depends on the situation, but I feel like for the most part, since I am more of a writer, um, and then I feel like I just I, I I just write stuff just off of, you know, just randomly, just without music. Cause I feel like my clearer thoughts come when it's not a lot of my, like when my head is empty and it's just able just to focus on what I'm thinking about, you know, if that makes sense. But yeah, it, it, it's pretty much just, you know, depend on the situation. And then it's sometimes where I listen to the beat, I know exactly what I want to say. And sometimes I, I listen to a beat and I just scroll back to like, like my notebooks or my note app on my phone, just, you know, the endless amount of stanzas or bars that I say, I just pull something from that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, yeah, it just, it just depends on the situation, but, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like for the most part, since I am a writer, it's pretty much just like the the words first, you know. And just going back to subject matter is kind of like my 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 main forefront when it comes to me. But when I listen like to songs and stuff, you know, it's it's pretty much like what what, what pulls me in first is is it like the energy from the artist, you know, how the beat sounds and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I feel like for me, it's it's kind of it's mainly just uh, words first, I guess. Okay. Who would you want to collab with? In general? In general, anybody. Kind of I mean, put you on the spot there. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot of people. I mean... Okay, um, pick your top three. Top three? Mm-hmm. Andre 3000. Okay, um, that's a good one. Why is it so hard for me to do? I mean, because it's really... <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Andre... I'm just going to go off the top. Uh, Samir Truth... Uh, Andre 3000, Mick Jenkins. Yeah. Okay. Some good choices. This is more of a fun question. How would you describe your project? So we're going to speak on your EP. How would you describe your project to someone at a dinner party that's never heard of you? Mm. How would you approach them? Let's say it's multiple different people. Like we have all these different record labels and they don't know you at all. And you're like, I need to find a way to get them to know me. I need to find a way to get my music to them. So how would you approach this situation? I'm not even gonna lie. Wait, 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 wait. okay, we'll repeat that. So is it like, I'm at a dinner with them or if I, am I with somebody else? Or are they sitting at the same table as me? It's just a dinner party in general. So okay. how would you describe the, a project to someone at a dinner party that's never heard of you? So let's say you're at a dinner party, you've been invited. Now you see it's multiple people here. And you're like, oh my God, this person's here, this person's here, they've done this, they produce this. How would you approach them? I mean, I'll just I'll just say, hey, you know, hey, how you doing? Uh <laughs> I, you know, I know you from such and such. Are you such and such? I don't want to get you confused. I want to, you know, but uh, but yeah, I'll I just introduce myself properly, you know. I just try to stay myself and not be, you know, too uh what you call it, uh what uh clingy or you know, too abrupt. 
but uh, mm-hmm. I'll try to, you know, force the conversation. But yeah, I feel like I've been through similar situations like that, it's, especially uh, going back to that Kidapalooza thing when I was there. I actually saw, yeah, I saw Earth Gang, JID, and uh, J. Cole's manager. Uh, so basically, he's, he's like the co founder of Dreamville, basically. Dreamville is J. Cole's label, and Ibrahim mm-hmm. are like the two co founders, basically. But, um, but yeah, I, I saw Ibrahim, saw from afar, made eye contact with him. He, look, he looked at me strange, and I looked away. And then I think he started some time passed, it was like five minutes. And he, I ended up getting like closer to him somehow. I was like, "Hey, you J Cole's manager?" And he was like, "Yeah." And that was pretty much the conversation. So I want to do, you know, I, I feel like if I was given that opportunity again, I feel like I just probably had some business cards or something like that, or just even start a like a normal conversation. But um, to go back to you know the the prompt that you gave me, but um, but yeah, you know, I, I just try not to force it too hard. <laughs> just try to be kind of just nonchalant, you know, how you doing, such and such. Then he's like, uh, I would love to work with you. I had to see what that actual situation would be like, you know, because you said dinner party. I was like, okay, cool. So it's probably like a social thing. But yeah, if yeah. it's like just a dinner in general, like we are like real lost and I see like somebody <laughs> else or some other preference or like Nas come in. I'll probably just leave him alone because he's probably just there to eat. So, yeah. Right. What advice would you give someone that's seeking to be a musician like you or a rapper or a poet or a writer? Um, I just say what you told me, like, just keep on working with it. You know, I feel like with me, it was like, I'm blessed to even be in Chicago uh, or just to be around people that do, or it's, it's easier to find people that do the exact same thing that I want to do um, mm-hmm. because I'm from like a kind of like a big city, but they from like Kansas or, you know, such and such. And I've been told like places over there uh, since they are like a smaller, like just within size of the city itself. I feel like the artistic communities, the creative communities are more like, uh, they're more intimate. Like they want to see everybody up because everybody is so small. So yeah, I just say just find people, build a network, you know what I'm saying? Find, you know, find your team, find people that you actually like to work with. Because I feel like that's the problem in Chicago or just, I don't know if it's a problem, but, um, or just the, the mentality of like, it's not a lot of collaborations within Chicago because people have to know who they're working with, you know, because nobody wants to work with like a abuser or someone that's been associated with, you know, making like a, depending on the situation, but like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bigoted statements or things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And even me, I have to watch, you know, what I want to say on, on social media too. So I've been no, like, no matter how I'm feeling. But um, it goes back to getting possibly canceled and right. stuff like that. So yeah, you have to be careful. So last question, Jabari Zaki, what's new? Do you have any upcoming performances, any music that you're working on? Um, on September 30th, I'll be at Union Park at TIFFS. And TIFFS is a uh, event or festival that's put on by the John Wilde Foundation. Uh, John Wilde Foundation is founded by uh, the rapper uh, Saba from Chicago, Westside Chicago, and uh, the mother of John Wilde himself. John Wilde is somebody that passed away in 2015. He got stabbed on the on the red line. And basically okay. his mother and Saba. I think that's what Saba, one of Saba's albums was about, his, his, his best friend going, passing away. And John Wolf was also an artist from Chicago, a, a smaller artist that was in Saba's group, Pivot Gang, and so on. So yeah, that's how that whole uh, organization or foundation uh, started to grow or you know build. So uh, I'll be with them September 30th, Union Park. I'm doing something with Girls Music. That's basically like a playlist curated platform. Uh, they on Instagram. And I basically like, it's like a Tiny Desk type episode. So my episode will be 
out on I think YouTube, Instagram, girl with I think three R's and music. It'd be it'd be up on September eighteenth. Yeah, I'll just be performing a cover song and my song from the E P I'm decent, uh it's called Annie Lee. And I'll just be doing those two songs. But uh, Okay. I think you are phenomenal. I think you are on the right track. You have a good headspace. You have had different experiences that is going to sculpt and prepare you for what the music industry has in store. I don't think that you would be easily misguided. I think that you are very firm-minded, which is very good in the music industry because people will always try to find ways to manipulate or try to get over on a good artist just for easy money. But with you, I know and I am determined that you are going to prosper. And that's why I go back to that reference of being a phoenix, because the only thing that a phoenix can do is elevate. So I am very proud of you. I am excited to hear more about you. I will definitely keep in touch with you. And I appreciate you for taking the time to interview with me today. Do you have any socials that anybody can find you? Any social handles? Yeah, yeah. My uh, So like I said, I, I'm going to be on Instagram for real. I do have a TikTok, but it's the same thing. Uh, Jabarzaki, J-A-B-A-R-I-Z-A-K-E-E. Yeah, it's Instagram, TikTok. Spot, yeah, follow me on Spotify, SoundCloud. I have a band camp out soon. Uh, yeah, and also Spiritual Revolution. That's my collective that I'm bringing up. Um, so yeah, follow that too. And Hoopamone is the event curated, uh, all my events that I curate around the south side of Chicago. So follow that page too. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Advice, right. I just say, be yourself. Be yourself. That's straightforward, but it's so much meaning behind those words. Right. Well, Jabari Zaki, I appreciate you taking the time to interview with WJMS and me. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. All right, cool. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good day. Right. You too. Thanks for listening to WJMS Media, where media is reimagined. You can check us out on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Also check out our website at www.wjmsradio.com and we also have a newsletter so you can subscribe and be up to date on everything.